0: Connect with us at podcast at tradingstrategyguides.com. Trading profits are just an episode away. Hey
1: everyone, this is Casey Stubbs with a new episode of the How to Trade It podcast. And today I'm very excited to have Zoe Berry, who is the founder and CEO of Zyngaroo. Thanks for being on the show, Zoe.
2: Casey, thank you so much for having me.
1: My pleasure. So I'm really excited about today because different, different frame of mind and different background, and I love learning from from new people and different things. So you got your start on Wall Street, and then you went from there, and you've launched a, a brokerage. So tell us a little bit about your journey and how you got started in Wall Street.
2: Sure, absolutely. So. I my name is Zoe. I'm a serial entrepreneur. I got my start working on Wall Street. I started at a broker dealer. So my job was to, you know, basically put out investment research notes, discuss ideas with top portfolio managers, and and basically analyze opportunities. And then my notes were published and sold on Wall Street. From there, I actually transitioned to the buy side. I worked for John Dawson. Some people know him from being a very prominent investor at Pequot Capital. I worked for him at Dawson Capital. And then after that, I decided to become an entrepreneur. So I founded my first venture-backed startup, raised 42 million, built it to several million in revenue, and it was acquired by a large publicly traded company. And then I I came up with this idea for Zingaroo based on a heated dinner table conversation with my brothers, where we were debating the movement of some stocks. And I had actually worked on Wall Street. My brothers were econ majors at Stanford. And I decided to give them a Christmas present where we would open up a brokerage accounts and basically see was the best investor amongst. I give this to them for Christmas. We open up the accounts and we quickly realize investing is like playing solitaire. It is a solo activity. It's just you and your petri dish, you and your portfolio, no way to benchmark against each other, no way to understand performance relative to peers. And that was just not the experience that we were looking for. So I ended up founding Zingaroo with the whole premise of essentially becoming the Bloomberg for retail investors. The idea is to share data, get data. And on Zingaroo, you can open up a brokerage account, build your portfolio, and then enter investment competitions and compete against other retail traders. And this leads to understanding actual performance amongst peers, what's working and what's not working, and really party discussions about investing.
1: That's fascinating. So with Zingaroo, it's a regular investing platform, but you say it's like Bloomberg in the fact that there's a ton of data, like a Bloomberg tournament has lots of data, lots of information, tons of stuff. You, as a research person from wall street you had access to a lot of data so how does zingaroo bring data to the retail trader
2: so i talk about my experience when i opened my first retail brokerage account and there wasn't a lot of insights and there weren't subscriptions that you could sign up for to get deeper and deeper cuts of data there were not educational modules And when the markets were down, you just saw that your portfolio was down, but you didn't have a sense of, you know, did anyone do something differently here that covered their portfolio that I can learn from? The retail investors were going to online forums, which were not there. Those are not great places to necessarily get investment ideas and and trade notes. So on Zinguru, when you build your portfolio, we have different subscriptions and you can pull in different cuts of data. So we announced a partnership with QuiverQuant, for example. QuiverQuant has really great data that pulls into things well beyond analyst buy, sell, hold. It will go deeper into Congress trading data, insider trading data. We also just partnered with a, a company called Spot Gamma. So we'll be rolling out some additional data and educational modules there. I think, Casey, your question was, what does it mean to share data and get data? So when you enter an investment competition on Zingaroo, you're going to share your portfolio. This results in seeing how your portfolio benchmarks against what other people are investing in. And we actually show a leaderboard over the course of that portfolio. And when you click on people's profiles in leaderboard, you can see what they're holding. So you can see what's at the top of the leaderboard or bottom of the leaderboard. And one really great example from that was when we launched this feature in January, we saw a lot of young investors investing in meme stocks. And that those are very popular investments. But what we brought transparency to is that actually put you at the bottom of the leaderboard. So everyone at the bottom third of the leaderboard was investing in Meme stocks and they got to see that very transparently.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's really good. So is there an, any other type of communication built into the platform other than seeing what other people are holding?
2: Yes. Every time there's an investment competition, it opens up what we call a bullpen, which is a chat forum. So you can enter your commentary. People can share what we call a verified trading card. So if you're at the top of the leaderboard and someone says, "Hey, I can see that you're holding XYZ stock." You can actually drop in your your trading card and that proves, you know, when you bought it, what what your return was. Otherwise, the leaderboard is sort of an elevated view. It just shows what you're holding. It doesn't show if it was a put or a call. It doesn't show if it was, you know, an equity or an option or anything like that. It doesn't show when you bought it. It it's an, a more sort of higher cut view. And so people who are doing really well can can show, hey, here's the investment that I made, right? Because a rising tide lifts all boats. You want the investment community to do well and you want to learn from other people what they're actually holding as opposed to, you know, maybe what we I've seen on other forums of just people bragging about their investments, but really cherry picking what works and what doesn't work and not always necessarily having the most integrity um, about their what they're chatting about versus what they're actually holding.
1: Yeah, I would say that's pretty common. Yeah, I, you know, it's always great to share about how great you are, but it's not real fun to talk about your losers.
2: And I think that's, you know, I think that's something that will change. I think what we see is there's this whole concept of willingness to share. And when my parents were coming of age, it was considered incredibly gauche to talk about their investment portfolio, right? They would never talk about the size of their investment portfolio. They would never talk about trades they had made. They would never talk about wins or losses, the millennial generation has a much greater willingness to share. About 50% of millennials will actually talk about their size of their portfolio, their wins and their losses. When you get yeah. to the Gen Zers, they're in a whole different realm. They're they're filming themselves investing. They are, they've twitched Live streaming, they actively talk about their losses as equally as they talk about their their wins. They share ideas with each other. They are at a 96% willingness to share. So only 4% of Gen Zers will not share transparently their wins and their losses.
1: So with Zingaroo, are you thinking that it's attracting a lot younger audience, different, a different wave of investors, a different wave of traders?
2: We have 20% what we call Gen X plus investors on our platform. And then the rest of it is pretty much 80% 50-50 split between millennials and Gen Zers. So certainly a larger portion of that. But what we're seeing is that investors across all generations are moving beyond this. It just has to be me suffering in my portfolio. and You know, I'm by myself. I can actually begin to learn from a community. And the standard now is I want to learn from a community that I trust. So while it's really fun to go on an online forum and banter, people are looking for that next sort of layer of trust. What's a trusted community that I can enter where we parse out the BS of, you know, someone with a big personality versus what is their actual performance transparently across their wins and their losses.
1: Is it possible to have any privacy on this platform? Is the sharing voluntary or it's mandatory?
2: Yeah, that's also, also a great question. So you can you can invest in Zingru and you don't have to enter any of the investment competitions. You only share data when you enter the investment competition. In addition, we offer two different mechanics. So there is a portfolio competition that does share your entire portfolio. Otherwise, we have something called a pick'em. So you can pick one, two, three, five holdings, and then you can share selectively of those holdings. So you don't have to share your entire portfolio, and you can opt in and you only share when you're competing.
1: Now, with these competitions, um... You were mentioning earlier that there's a possibility to get prizes or something like that for people that are participating?
2: Yes, yes. So we're super excited about, about that. Those are called premium zones. We kind of use our own lingo on Zingaroo bullpens is for chats and zones are the investment competitions. A premium zone means you'll pay an entry fee. We can use round numbers. Let's say it's $10 to enter and there will be a prize pool. So you have a chance to win. You build your portfolio, you'll have a chance to win. We've dropped competitions currently at about $1,000. So the business model for us is that a user will pay the fee to enter $10. Zyngru will take a small portion of that. And then a bunch of users sign up and we rank your portfolio. The, the leaders will then get an opportunity. Should we start that over so you don't, you don't have that? Did you hear that that ding? Just I didn't these?
1: hear anything. It oh. was perfect on my end. But we'll we, we'll edit all this, so don't worry.
2: All right, my apologies. Yeah. Good, but good to know with this headset that it's just my side, not on your side. I turned off notifications. All uh-huh. right, so going back to so <laughs> you'll you'll have a chance to win. The the prize will be distributed across the top, the top winners. And that really, that really moves this into a hey, um, how can I be rewarded for my performance? And if I'm going to share share data with an investment community, how does this set me up for success? The current top prize has been a thousand dollars, but we're looking at building larger investment competitions as we grow. And we have a couple of exciting partnerships that we'll be announcing in 2023. So I can I see I have a world or a vision where these competitions go from a thousand dollars to ten thousand dollars, a hundred thousand dollars, all the way up into a million dollar invest competition.
1: What types of instruments are able to be traded? Is this a stock and options, just stocks? What what's the full range of trading opportunities yep. here.
2: So this is, Zinger is geared towards the retail investor. So you can trade equities, fractional equities, options, and ETFs. We allow level two options trading. So no naked puts and naked paws. You're not going to wind up over your ski tips owing more than you put into a trade. And we will be launching crypto in about three weeks. We will launch with 37 tokens.
1: Oh, wow. That's pretty cool. And so with your platform Is it available on PC or is it mobile-based?
2: Also great question. You know, as you build a startup, you can't have everything all at once. So Zyngru is for iOS users. We are building a web app, so that will be ready. And I'd say by the end of the year, or right around January, and then we'll also launch an Android app. What we're seeing is that people obviously enjoy building their portfolios and being able to trade easily on the go. But as they become much more serious investors, that opportunity to have a web tool is really important because that gets into the sort of next layer of investing with graphs and things like that. So that will be coming in the next couple of months.
1: So you're very busy because you've probably got a ton of different things to add. And so you've probably got a pretty big list of things that you want to implement.
2: Yes. Yes. Definitely. We we are also really enjoy taking feedback from our investor community. So we are always working to you know bring new experiences to them. We always have our ears out. If anyone is a listener today and has interesting ideas for data that they really like, we're always looking for partnerships to pull in additional data streams to Zingaroo. So that's something that anyone has found that they have a really really great data source that they would love to see embedded into their investment investment platform. Give us a
1: shout. Uh, yeah, that's very cool. So, uh, apart from the competition and seeing other people's portfolio, what other key resources and benefits do you offer for traders? So,
2: yeah, we're we're starting and, and building out this this investment community. Things that are coming. If you have someone who's a really top investor, we'll be able to have a follow me function. We may launch an ability to follow people who you know, want to create their own content on Zingaroo. So Casey, someone like you, we could pop in your podcasts to the users and on our platform and they could, you know, dig deeper when they're looking for quality content when it comes to investing.
1: Yeah, that's, that's really interesting. And so I'm going to, we talked a lot about Zingaroo. I'm going to ask you some questions now just to kind of switch gears. It sounds pretty cool. I'm definitely going to check it and I'm going to keep tabs on everything that you're doing because I, I absolutely love the idea. I, especially the, you know, the social media aspect, I think, you know, A lot of these big social media platforms, you could really take advantage of that where you have a social media aspect and be a social media platform and a trading platform in one. You know, social media for traders. I think that's, you know, there's really cool (laughs) stuff that could happen there. And so that's exciting. So when you got out of Wall Street, you became a retail trader yourself. Um, And you said you didn't have resources that you were used to. Tell me a little bit about how that whole experience went.
2: Yeah. So obviously coming from, from Wall Street you kind of have all the all the bells and whistles and you have deep experts you know that you can call that are just you know a speed dial away if you're digging in and you want to speak with someone they're expert networks. When you get to be a retail investor and you open up your brokerage account, you're really at the mercy of what does that brokerage firm offer if, if by way of tools and resources and what, how much time do you have? to go sign up for your own subscriptions, be that, you know, Barron's or Wall Street Journal. And how timely is that? is that news? I think for me, the biggest shock was how delayed retail investors get news and the fact that they don't have their finger on the pulse of what's happening very easily. What I've seen is that retail investors are often going to these online forums to get the idea of what other people are doing. And that's just kind of a not great experience. And when I first started trading as a retail investor, I had some pretty happy experience experiences with some trades. I think about one of my absolute worst trades. One was Snapchat and one was Coinbase. You know, I had never traded crypto this is a couple of years ago and I was deciding to take some more positions but I wasn't ready to trade crypto itself, so I wanted to trade Coinbase and it actually just it goes close, right around when it IPO'd. And I I did the typical retail investor thing, which is I'd heard a lot about it. I'd seen some articles about the the company and I liked the idea of what they were doing. It seemed like a more above-board ethical tool in crypto. some of the shady tools that exist in crypto. But that was the extent of my research. So I bought, instead of buying an equity, I started for some unknown reason with a call. And... I made the investment, I think it was a Thursday. And on Friday morning, I opened up my brokerage account and saw that my call was pretty much at zero. It was down like 99% or something like that. Why? Because the SEC had just released a letter against Coinbase and the CEO was fighting it publicly on Twitter. And that's the kind of lack of research that kills a retail investor and makes for a really unhappy trading experience. And that was the moment when I said I need to stop just trading on sentiment, emotion, and what I'm hearing. And I have to actually get serious about what it is that I'm investing in. Because while that, you know, worked for a while in a bull run and it didn't really matter if you start trading options and you're not really getting serious about research that you're doing, you're you're gonna blow your hands off.
1: Yeah, that sounds like a lack of research, but it also sounds like a lack of a really solid strategy as well.
2: Oh, Totally. It, it was couched in absolutely nothing. And I think unfortunately, so many retail investors are trading like that. They're not professional investors. They're not doing this full time. They don't have a strategy. They don't have tactics to underpin a strategy. That is really not good.
1: So true. That's probably the number one thing that I'm noticing, or they have multiple strategies and they don't stick with anything, consistency. You know, if you want to be a, a trader where you're going to focus on research, Well, that's great. And it works well. You got to focus on it. But if you're going to be a trader that focuses on technicals, that's great. But just stick with it and do it. You know, and that's the biggest problem. It's kind of the shiny object syndrome. So people are like, Oh, I'm going to Zingaroo and I'm going to do this. And then I'm going to go over here and I'm going to do that. And then I'm going to, and you (laughs) know, without consistency, you're not going to do anything, which I think Zingaroo is really helpful because you can find the people that know what they're doing.
2: Correct. So you're going to, we're one thing, you know, we've been talking about that we haven't released yet is the idea of coming up with stats, right? Understanding someone's statistical success. If you're sharing the data on your portfolio and you want to be somebody who, you know, publishes their investing stats, this could be a really useful tool for to help people calibrate, not just how big is my social media following, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And you know what? I don't know what you have as far as like being able to follow people in social platform, but Your performance would garner a greater following rather than maybe how good you are at, you know, looking good.
2: Exactly. Exactly. But I will say through that experience, I buttoned up my shoe investing. And when markets started taking a turn. I would say, you know, December, January, things, Feds are raising interest rates, everything, the environment, it's shifting. I really decided to understand macros and what are macro trends. And I made some pretty good investments so far in 2022 that I'm pretty proud of, opposed to what I was doing historically, which I'm <laughs> substantially less proud of.
1: Well, that's fantastic because that's really rare right now. I was I was... Speaking with Jonah Lupton in an interview yesterday, which will be published soon, and he had made some great trades in 2022 as well, which is very rare this year because the good trades are few and far between. What did you do to find good trades in this terrible market?
2: So I mentioned that we launched the leaderboard feature in January, and we had some investment competitions that started in January. The people that were at the bottom were holding meme stocks. The people that were at the top, interestingly, were some Gen Zers that had seen the criticism that was leveled at them in the news in December that Gen Zers had never been through a bear market and didn't know what to do. And so they essentially Googled what to do in a bear market. And they, this group of Gen Zers said, we're going to invest in the SQQQ. We don't know which tech stocks are going down, but tech is going to be hammered. So we're not confident enough to buy a single tech stock or short a st- tech stock. That seems hard, but the SQQ. Q, that seems like a good approach. So that started it. So that was, I made. I started investing in the SQQQ in January and I was up something like 30 or 40%. Then fast forward a couple months, we had some more investment competitions and geopolitical crisis broke out and a bunch of investors on our platform started trading energy stocks. I came from Wall Street. So I looked at energy stocks like, oh no, 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 you have to do this full time. Energy is so complicated. And of course I'd had my awful Call experience with Coinbase, so I was really hesitant to enter a space that I did not know much about. So we we yeah. offer a tool on on Zingro called a watch list, and it's pretty sophisticated. You can not just track a company and it's equity, but you can track specific, you know, calls and puts, pretty far out. So you could track something very, very specific. So I started tracking Exxon. I started tracking Occidental Petroleum, etc. I'm now up. I was just checking it this morning. I'm up thirty seven percent and thirty percent respectively. In those investments,
1: fantastic! Yeah, that's really great.
2: And I never would have traded energy because I had such a stigma about it. But if you look at twenty twenty two, there were essentially for a long time ten out of eleven sectors were down. One sector was up. That was energy. Yeah, that's about.
1: In a bear market, you got to find what's go, what's working, right? And And it's harder to do because you know there's less things that are working.
2: And that's, Casey, is the whole beauty of share data, get data. I was sharing my portfolio. I did not invest in any meme stock, so proud of that. But I got to learn from people who what not to do equally along with, hey, this is a really interesting opportunity and I'll make the investment decision that's right for me. It did not include options, but it did include equity investments in the energy
1: space. Yeah, that's that's. Pretty, pretty good stuff. So I'm very interested in your platform and what you're doing. Nice work on everything, getting that all together. How long did it take from the point you had the idea? You know, you had you were talking to your brothers and you came up with that idea. How long did it take from that to to getting started with your platform?
2: So my first startup was acquired by a large publicly traded company. I'd given that Christmas present right around, I would say 2018 or so. And then I couldn't let the idea go. So I ended up, I was supposed to take a year off after my first company was acquired. I last two months. So I incorporated Zingaroo in August of 2019, made the first hire in January of 2020. And we got our broker dealer license or fully registered at the SEC and FINRA last year and then launched our brokerage app about a year ago. And so we've been growing ever since then and adding new features. And it's been really great. And the reception for Zingru has been wonderful. And I think in this bear market that we're in, there's no better time to be launching a platform where it's shared data, get data, because it's so profoundly differentiated than what exists today. And the idea of sharing investment strategies that work equally alongside those that don't work are more important today than it's ever been.
1: Yeah, I think it's a great time to, to be launching a platform. Now it's a difficult time because the market is effectively getting smaller. And what I mean by that is that as traders get blown up, they stop trading. (laughs) And you know, the, the pool of traders gets smaller and smaller, but it also, I think it positions you in a great place to be starting and learning and growing. And then when the market does get back and we see some growth in the markets again, you could position yourself for really good growth.
2: Yes, yes. And we have been growing consistently over the the past several months, whereas I think a bunch of other brokerage platforms have been seeing negative, negative user growth. So I've.
1: <laughs> definitely. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's that's pretty cool. Well, thank you so much, Zoe, for. For taking the time to visit with me and share with our listeners, is do you have anything to tell people like how they can get in touch with you? Anything special for them or if you yeah, want to get started with your platform?
2: Absolutely. So uh, you can always reach out to me on on social media, Twitter, Instagram at Zoe CEO, Zoe Barry on LinkedIn, and of course, Zing. Right now, we're offering a promotion where if you open a brokerage account on Zingaroo, then we are uh, offering up to $25 in free stock. Of course, I always have to give the disclaimer that investing is not for everyone. So you do go through a KYC AML process and get approved to open an account on Singaroo. You can't just sign up.
1: I have a question. What is the minimum deposit to get started?
2: No minimum deposit required, Casey.
1: Oh, that's fantastic. Okay, well, that there you hear hear it. Go ahead and check it out at Zingaroo.com. We're gonna link to that in the description. If you want to listen in, you or if you want to go visit, click the description. Or try it out and see what see what's happening. And that is if you have an iOS, which is Apple, right? That's Apple. Yes. So you have to have an Apple system phone. But there will be new ones added. Go check that out and you know follow Zoe on social media. And I highly recommend that you do it. It sounds like a great great thing for additional information and especially if you've been struggling, you know, maybe your portfolio is not doing well. Go in, sign up and find out who's doing well and learn from them just like Zoe did. Uh, Well, thank you, Zoe, for being on the show. I appreciate it. And that is it for this episode of the How to Trade It podcast.
0: Thanks for tuning in to another insightful episode of How to Trade It with Casey Stubbs. We hope you found today's discussion valuable and inspiring. Remember, the road to trading mastery is a continuous one and your commitment to learning and growing as a trader is the key to your success. If you have any questions, comments, or topics you'd like us to cover in future episodes, please reach out to us at podcast at tradingstrategyguides.com. Keep listening Keep learning and keep trading your way to victory. Until next time.